it was really boring when I had my first and I'm mm-hmm. breastfeeding all by myself at home alone. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to go insane. This is so boring. Mm-hmm. One baby is just really lonely when you're yes. a stay-at-home mom. Welcome to the Mothering Together podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and I am here to be your ADHD mom friend. Together, we're going to discover plausible and practical tips for stay-at-home moms with ADHD. It's not like the other podcasts out there where one woman found success doing XYZ strategy and she thinks anyone can do it. No, no, no. We're going to work through systems to find what works for women like you and me who struggle with time management and organization, who have tried all the other things and they didn't work because they weren't individualized and for us personally. As a mom of two and with ADHD myself, I understand how challenging it can be to balance homemaking, raising those little lovable monsters and managing our own unique brains. But don't worry, you're not alone. Each week, I release a new episode on Wednesday where I discuss topics related to homemaking, parenting, and time management. I get to leverage my connections as a pediatric SLP to get interviews with experts in the fields of parenting and development. I share my own personal stories and the stories of moms from our community. And most importantly, I fill each of these episodes with practical tips that you can try today. The goal of each and every episode of this podcast is for you to have at least one at least one idea that will give you a whole heck of a lot more ease and a little bit less stress in your day-to-day life as a stay-at-home mom. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom with ADHD or you're just looking for ways to better manage your time in your home, I'm here to help. Go brew yourself the biggest cup of coffee that your Keurig can handle and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. It's day three of our little series with Krista. And today she and I are diving into what it's like to be a mom and having to find that balance of your own time versus time with your kids and how she has found some of that balance and also some of the struggle that we all can probably relate to. So how do you build as a mom with teenagers and think back to, because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of my listeners have younger kids. So like, how do you build in your me time? You have a lot of hobbies, Mm -hmm. but how do you Mm. find that swear word balance Mm -hmm. in your life with me time? Okay. So like you mentioned, very hard to, it's very different at every stage of your life. Going back to the productivity list, so the to-do list, Mm -hmm. all I wanted to say about that is that like my list looks extremely different than it did when I had little kids. So your kids are very small, one and four. Mm -hmm. And when when they were one and four, my list would look like this. Laundry, load one. Laundry, load two. Laundry, load three. (laughs) Dishes, load one. Dishes, load two. And then like go to the park go to baby lap time at the library, like go meet friends for coffee. So go meet friends for coffee was me time because the kids played and we Mm -hmm. had mom's group and we sat and had coffee and it was so needed for my mental time, but it actually went on my to-do list because your to-do list can look like anything you want it to. And if you wrote a category called me time Mm -hmm. and you wrote, like 
play date with the kids so I can visit with my friend so-and-so, mm-hmm. that's okay, right? That, that can be on your productivity to-do list. I think that worked better for me when my kids were little. And like, I love reading just like you do. So when I breastfed my kids, all three of them were breastfed for a long period of time. And so <laughs> I say half their lives was spent breastfeeding, but it was, <laughs> don't worry. My 16 year old was not breastfed till he was eight. eight. But <laughs> so I actually read during breastfeeding. I read lots of books during breastfeeding. I should do that. Well, I hate should. Should is a swear word, just like balance. It is. It is. But my kiddo is like, pull things out of my hand. Like, yep. I look at my phone, though, so I'm like, okay, you can right. make me put my phone down. But. Spend a lot of time on, like, on your phone, social media, whatever. That, remember, 16 years ago was not available to me. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as social media 16 years ago. So... It was really boring when I had my first and I'm mm-hmm. breastfeeding all by myself at home alone. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm going to go insane. This is so boring. Mm-hmm. One baby is just really lonely when you're yes. a stay at home mom. Very lonely. So although I had lots of groups and lots of activities, when I was at home, I was a lot of the times lonely. So even in the middle of the night, turn the little lamp on and I would read. So then that just carried over to my next baby. And then with my third, the other two big ones were in school. Right? Because my the two, the two youngest the are four years apart. Yeah. So they were in school. So I had all, again, but I wasn't lonely now because I had all this other stuff to do with the big kids. So it changes. So for me right now, me time looks like reading at night. So I'm not as exhausted as you probably are right now. I'm tired in a different way because I'm old. And... <laughs> It does change after 40. It does. Promise you. Promise you. It changes. So you get tired in a different way. It's just more like, okay, I'm ready for bed at nine o'clock. But, but I always promise myself 10 minutes of reading, which almost always turns into an hour and a half. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be so tired tomorrow. But reading is just really important to me. Do you read fiction or nonfiction before bed? Anything. Anything. I used to be an obsessive true crime reader. Now my kids are, have changed things. Yeah. Now I, I, I can't read anything with child with children in it. So I have a really hard time with true fiction. Oh, true crime. True crime. And, like I used to. Like I used to. My friend laughs that I'm famous for reading biographies and I don't think I've read one that I like. Hmm. I don't know why I keep reading them. I just, it's like this like obsessive need to know about somebody else's life. It's almost like when people watch reality TV or like fan, fan, whatever, fan fiction on online. Like it's just, I don't know what it is. I just want to know about these people's lives, but they're so stupid. Like, I don't even care why they're celebrities most of the time. It's just, it's not even enjoyable. So I've, I've sort of slowed that down. I read a ton of mystery and thrillers and self-help books. So last summer I read eight marriage books. Eight. Like, that was too much self-help. And I probably got three sentences that worked for us. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of reading. TV is when I, I do 
watch a ton of like now that we have streaming services I watch a, I, I binge sometimes but I find that puts me that can put me into a spiral of depressive episodes so I'm trying to learn to not self-sabotage as my best friend would say I'm very good at I try really hard not to but some I mean sometimes we just need to do that but yeah. and same with same with Facebook and socials the binging yeah it, I think Those. most of us walk away from a scroll session feeling not better than we Depleted. did when we started. Yeah. And we all know what we should do or mm-hmm. should not do. But now that I've decided that's a swear word, I try to say, I don't want to mm-hmm. feel that way. Like future Krista doesn't <laughs> want to feel guilty. So current Krista will choose to turn the TV off and read a book. Yeah. I also sew and craft and do all sorts of nifty things. I was a piano teacher for 20 years during Mm. this whole time of like working and raising kids. So I like to play the piano. Not I should. I like to, but I don't as often as I want to. Mm. And then in when, so some of my me time can look like a shower. A lot of people think it should be like spa whatever time and you don't even like spa time let's say I mean I love going to the spa so me too that was my birthday present last year a uh, day at the spa with no kids to come home to best Ooh. present I've ever had in my entire mothering life <laughs> it was fantastic <laughs> I loved it maintenance on yourself so like for me it's reading self-help books and writing in my journal what I liked about or some things that I pick out that sound I don't know wisdom-ish to me. <laughs> right. Things this, that appeal to you, that speak to you, and having that, writing mm-hmm. about that. I, I do, I journal in that same way mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Some of my friends, I, I thought, okay, like, I think some people are confused about me time because, like me, they have a hard time being alone with themselves. It's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? And because we, we don't really... Maybe we think we're bored. Like lots of times I'll say like, oh, I'm so bored. Uh, I need to be with friends or I love, I'm so social. I'm like a totally extroverted person, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And so I looked at my friends who are maybe not so much like me and some of their me time looks like baking and cooking, planning crafts for their kids. I have a friend that like, Her entire life revolves around her kids. And maybe at one time in my life, I didn't like that about her because she didn't want to visit without her kids. Right. Or she didn't ever go out without her kids. And that sort of bugged me because I was like, well, me time, mom time should be without kids. But then I was like, well, but for her, that's her me time is when the kids go to bed, she plans crafts and activities for the kids. And that... Like, brings her immense joy, and she's so good at it. So good at it. So, like, awesome for her. Right. Not for me. I mean, I love doing crafts with my kids, but I don't want to spend my one hour by myself, which I don't even get anymore because I have a (laughs) 16-year-old. But, like, you know when you put the kids to bed and you have that little bit of time to yourself? That's yourself. Yeah. Personally, I don't want to be spending it on kid stuff. But my I friend be does. Thinking about my own thing and yeah, totally. And that's not selfish. Let's be very clear. Yeah, that is not selfish. Selfish is saying 
I'm not taking care of my kids because I want to do this. And like selfish is, I'd say, I don't, I don't even think I've met a mom who's selfish. I don't think so either. Honestly. Another friend volunteers, loves volunteering, giving all her time away to school, church, community, food bank. Loves it. That's like her whole life. Awesome. Crafting. I'm a crafter. Podcasting. That's your hobby. That was what your me time was about. That's so cool. (laughs) Doing something new. You may not be able to cognitively say to yourself, my hobby is this. I enjoy this. I struggled with that for a really, really long time. I should know what I like. Mm-hmm. My husband would say, like, what do you like? Like, what What do you want to eat? Like, what can I get decide. you for Mother's Day? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want. So just being real with yourself and saying, it's okay to not know cognitively what you want right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's fine. Just have the self-confidence that you do know what you want. You just have to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's like anything in life. I was thinking about this last night. Exercise, how I should do it, and I really want to, and I know it makes me feel better. And why do we not do these things? Well, because not doing them is easier. So when you make the decision that this is an area you want to focus on, it becomes much easier to discover what you want. So if you want to focus on me time, then drilling down is difficult, but it's really worth it. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's really worth it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's start to wrap up. I think mm-hmm. my last question for you is going to be thinking about other moms like us who I suspect most of the listeners have identify themselves as people with ADHD or Mm -hmm. suspect as a young mom with ADHD, who's kind of just like figuring it out. Mm -hmm. What would be your advice? There's so much in my brain right now to that answer to that question. Usually I'm like, Oh, that caught me off guard. No, this is the thing. Comparison is the root of all evil. Hmm. So we're struggling as new moms with ADHD and we go, well, but that mom has all her poop in a group. What's wrong with me? I should get to know myself because Krista said it's important. Well, maybe you're not at that stage in your life and that's okay. Acceptance. Mm. Acceptance. That's the word. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Mothering Together. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring. If you want to keep the conversation going and connect with other amazing moms with ADHD, then I'd love for you to join our private Facebook group. It's a great way to get more tips, support, and community. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you have any burning questions or ideas for future episodes, I'm always here to help. So just shoot me an email at motheringtogetherpodcast at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're all in it together and together we can create a more joyful and fulfilling life. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode.